Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Dr. Larry O'Malley joining us from UMS Orthopedics on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline a little early today because uh, Moses Moody is coming in studio. And uh, Doc, I hope you're doing okay today and I appreciate your flexibility. I expect that from my oh, orthopedics. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Let's talk about um, some injuries here, and I sent you a little list of NFL guys that I found that are trying to bounce back. Chief among them certainly would be Lamar Jackson, who's got to find a way to quit getting hit so much. I guess that would go for K.J. Jefferson, too, who also spent his time in the infirmary last year. Um, and as far as what uh, what the Ravens quarterback's dealing with, trying to get back, what uh, what's his road to recovery? Yeah, so the PCL strain, the PCL, the ligament on the back of the knee, it's inside the knee. Um, we try not to do surgery on that. Uh, like Lamar, he didn't have to have surgery because a lot of times it, can, it will scar down on its own. And so it's just rehabbing. And I tell my patients all the time, there's plenty of NFL football players playing with PCL injuries, and they are able to get back to playing the NFL. And I, I don't think it should be much of a problem for them. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he may like to wear a brace on this thing. We'll see when he comes out um, in this fall, whether or not he's wearing a brace. But he, he may want to continue to wear a brace, or he may be stable enough without a brace from all the rehab that he's done. The New York Jets also in focus this year for the first time in a long time. We're going to get him on hard knocks, and because of Aaron Rodgers' addition, they are going to be a team that is expected to do big things. Brees Hall, and I'm obviously biased because he went to Mama Mater, got off to a great start in his professional career, then got knocked out with an ACL. Sounds like his recovery is going well. He also had a meniscus injury, I guess, in October. Um, and again, we see these all too often, unfortunately. Also, we see them all too often with running backs, which is uh, the big debate this week about, well, why aren't we getting paid? Well, because of the durability issues that are inherent with that position, unfortunately. What uh, what do you expect from him, and how close to full strength should he, he be able to be knowing his timeline? Yeah, I mean, his timeline, he should be ready to go come the beginning of training camp. It all kind of depends, I think, and, and they're not going to give us all the information. We'll, we'll see how, how much they have him out on the field in training camp, particularly on hard knocks, in that I think from a timeline standpoint, he should be able to be back, but he maybe will be kind of maybe dragging their feet a bit, which is not the worst thing in the world, to kind of slowly get him back and then maybe not have him ready for the beginning of the season, but hopefully have him ready um, kind of the beginning third of the season. Um, it's not an unreasonable timeline for his injury in October. Dr. O'Malley joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from UAMS Orthopedics. We'll get you details on how to get a hold of them. If you have a question, by the way, you can send one in at 661-1037 on the phone, or you can send it in through our text line, same number, 661-1037. It's a 501 area code. Ash Record Live Fan Feedback also not a bad way to go about it. Doc, once the procedure's done, assuming there is one, PCL, MCL, ACL, how similar are the rehabs after those? They're, they're, uh, they're sort of similar. Um, so, for example, a PCL. The PCL, keep, when you're laying flat on the bed, the PCL keeps your shin bone, your tibia, from going backwards with gravity, right? Gravity mm -hmm. pulls it back. Mm -hmm. So when we're doing um, PCL rehab, we actually have it where we have prone therapy. So I have my patients laying on their belly when they do therapy because we want gravity to help protect their PCL, not be pulling against that, that PCL. Okay. It's the opposite for the ACL. So for the ACL, we actually have them lying on their back for therapy. So the exercises are similar, but in terms of how the positioning that they are in therapy is different more or less protecting the reconstruction that was done between those different ligaments. 
All right. Uh, Cooper Cup, also a guy who played through some injuries in college and is also, I guess, rehabbing or getting back uh, mostly ankle stuff. And then he had a surgery, I guess, on there. Uh, are there various surgeries that are done? Or we, you know, I guess we talked a couple of years ago about Tua and whether or not maybe that surgery where they put the protective plate or whatever they do in there needed to be done. Um, is it a similar surgery all the time if people are undergoing that for, for, issues with their ankles yeah so high ankle sprain yes that is that ligament that's the way everybody calls it to a surgery or what you hear the term tightrope which is the the device that goes between the fibula which is a little bone and the tibia that's the big bone to tighten that back down um a high ankle sprain would he would cooper would probably get a, an implant very similar to what tua has the other options are you have people with recurrent low ankle sprains um and so if you've ever heard the term what we the the surgery is what's called a brostrum, um, and that is where you actually take all those ligaments on the outside of the ankle and essentially tighten all those back up. That's different because most of those people, those athletes that have the low ankle sprains, have a lot of repetitive injuries, where a high ankle sprain is normally one injury that just kind of lingers for a short period of time. And so they're different surgeries. You, you treat them differently, but the recovery from a therapy standpoint a lot of times is about the same. And the return to back to sport is about the same for most of those ligament um, injuries and re- reconstructions in the ankle. Gotcha. We focus largely on skill guys, but the uh, the big fellas up front certainly go through their their uh, ins and outs when it comes to injuries as well. I saw one here in Rashawn Slater, plays for the Chargers, offensive tackle, had a biceps injury. What, what do you see as the most common injury for linemen? So linemen, their actually most common injury from an upper extremity is the labrum. The back of their labrum is where they tear it, and it's because of the force. Um, like when you're doing a push-up, you're putting a lot of force on the back of your shoulder. Same thing for them. They're pushing um, the, the linemen off, and so they end up tearing the, the posterior or back labrum is what they tear um, versus the skill players. When they have labrum injuries in their shoulder, they tear the front. They tear the anterior labrum. So, yeah, a lot of it's the position of the arm of that kind of push-up position is going to injure the back, where when your arms kind of reach up over your head um, and it gets injured, that's where you tear the front labrum, which is the anterior labrum. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Very good. As we get a little closer to the start of the season, uh, my son's actually at a team camp today, and they really don't get an off-season anymore because they've got them – on a program basically all summer except for a couple of week dead period. What do we need to be doing as far as uh, athletes, especially those who are out and about in the heat right now at the beginning of the season to, uh, to get ready for the year other than maybe acclimating? Yeah, a lot of it's hydration. I think that's our biggest concern for most, particularly in these crazy hot heat index days of over 100 is, is hydration, making sure they're drinking. You know, they get up in the morning, they need to be drinking water all day long and they give them a gallon of water and they just need to be drinking it throughout the whole day. Um, and that's where we really try to stress with the athletes is, is to watch the color of their urine um, and that that tells them a lot um, and that it really needs to be clear-ish. And if it's not, then they're not drinking enough. And so that's our biggest concern for them in these hot summer days. And then also just making sure that they, they don't overexert themselves and take the breaks that they need to. But most coaches are pretty good about that. It's just hard to get a lot of these athletes to drink the amount of water that they need to to make right. sure they're hydrated. Okay, last thing here. This is completely off uh, off the wall out of left field. I didn't even prep you. I was going to talk about this. We got a, d- a discussion about this this week. Uh, Russell Okung, have you seen the story, Doc, about him do- going on a 40-day fast where he only drinks water? No, I have not. 
Um, obviously, that's not going to be recommended by any medical professional. But we were just talking about the feasibility or the uh, just the, the physical ability of someone to be able to do that without, you know, doing any kind of significant damage. What uh, what what are your thoughts on that? He's he's lost over a hundred pounds. He did a forty day fast and then another extended fast. He said water only. I assume there had to be some kind of supplement from a nutrient standpoint in there. But um, what uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do not see how that could be healthy at all. I mean, I, for a week or so, water only still not great. I mean, you're not getting the calories that you need, and when you when you don't need your body, those calories they're going. Your body's going to get it from somewhere. And it's going to start breaking down. It starts breaking down the muscle. It starts breaking down the fat. Uh, it is going to use what it needs to to keep itself alive, right? When we're eating, we're eating to give ourselves the calories that we need to keep ourselves alive. And so your body is naturally going to break itself down. And a 40-day fast of only water is not safe. Uh, then the other problem you get into that is like even just from an electrolyte standpoint, if you're not taking electrolytes in, you're essentially just diluting everything in your body and you have major ramifications to that. It's, I do not recommend that at all. No, it sounds like a terrible idea, especially for that long. Is there something that you feel like is good for the body, though, maybe a reset for a certain period of time, whether it's a day, two days, three days, or a comfortable number of fasting days that you would yeah, suggest? I think, I mean, the intermittent fasting is found to be pretty pretty successful for a lot of people. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we have all these fads, we have all these things. It's really having a good, healthy diet. I mean, go back to that pyramid that you were taught as a kid, right, where we're eating, we're eating a lot of vegetables and fruits and everybody likes to say there's so many calories and fruits i've never seen somebody fat from eating a whole bunch of fruit um and so fruits and vegetables um white meats um not fried minimize the carb intake drink water as much water water more water milk is not bad and getting proper exercise i mean um if you go back to that i think it works very very well but um and i get it people need help with other options um, and there's, but it, I think the biggest thing is having a diet that you can be consistent with long term, and not something that's a very short term. Because once you go back, if you try some of these these, these fad diets, once you come off them, you're going to gain the, the the weight's going to come back. You're going to gain it back. Right. And so, trying to have a consistent nutrition that you can long term be on is really the most important thing. You're not going to lose weight instantaneously. But you will have a, a healthier diet that will allow you to keep the weight off for, a, for the rest of your life versus a short period of time. Makes sense. Very good. I'm just trying to look good for my reunion, Doc. I don't care about long term. No, I'm kidding. Hey, listen. Uh, well, then, yes. And there's some options out there. But, I, I, but long term, it's just hard to do with some of these keto diets and all the yeah. other diets. You, can't, you just can't be on them for forever. Or you get tired of them, and then you come off them, and you gain the weight back. Exactly. So trying to find something that works long term is really the most important thing. That's a great point. All right. Appreciate you, Doc. Thank you very much. Again, if you want to get some help from our friends at the UAMS Orthopedic Clinics, you got three locations around Colonel Glenn Autumn Road to Shackleford West. Same or next day appointment availability at 501-526-1046 or UAMSHealth.com slash orthopedics. Doc, thank you. We'll talk to you next uh, two weeks from now. Sounds good. Thanks, Justin. Have a good one. You bet.